If you're a real estate agent and you're tired of cold calling, door knocking, and spending money on ads, then subscribe to this podcast. We discuss leveraging the power of YouTube for your real estate business and how these strategies earned us over $1 million in GCI our first year in real estate. My name is Levi Lassick and my partner is Travis Plum. Let's get started. Well, let's get started. This is YouTube for real estate, uh, passive prospecting. I always say YouTube for real estate. It's passive prospecting. That's We got we to gotta lead with the passive prospecting. Uh, passive prospecting, YouTube for real estate. And today we will be discussing tips for bulk producing content. This is a very frequent question that comes up quite a bit. But as a reminder, you see the link at the top if, uh, if you're joining us live right now. If you're on the podcast, it's in the show notes. Uh, but of course, we did release passive prospecting. I think I gave an update last week, but uh, just a quick update. The book launch, I would say, was very successful. What we were looking for, uh, the publisher, you know, they said, "Hey, if, if we get to 300 copies the first week, that would be awesome." Uh, we broke over, just over a thousand in the first week, and they said that 95% of nonfiction books do not even reach a total of 1,000 sales. Uh, that's a lot. So. Honored to be a part of that. We hit Amazon bestseller, number one bestseller in three different categories. I I believe four, really, but I couldn't, um, I didn't get a screenshot of the fourth one. So I don't know if that is, if that is valid anymore, right? It's not, if you can't screenshot it or document it, then it didn't happen, right? That's what, uh, that's what people will say online now these days, but that's okay. We got three. I did get three screenshots of number one bestseller. And in the categories that really matter, like social media for business, buying and selling homes, and real estate. And I think we were number one in marketing or direct marketing, but again, I just missed grabbing that screenshot. But anyways, uh, get your copy. We've got a link pinned at the top or in the show notes for the book Passive Prospecting. We've had a ton of uh, positive feedback on it. The reviews on Amazon are absolutely amazing and very detailed i mean it's not they're not just like one word or uh you know hey great book i mean people are really leaving some some really nice reviews and so that that is the the biggest thank you you could ever give to us is a five-star review on amazon or this podcast as well um so we're getting close to breaking a hundred reviews on the podcast and we've got up to 60 already on the on the book which is great as well so so far first week was great but today we're talking about batch uh bulk producing content batch recording also what it's referred to you know basically how do you maximize your time you know that's what people are always asking and also how how do how do you find time you know that that's usually the first question uh how do you find time or uh the statement comes out i don't have time now if you were to say i don't i don't have time to make video i would say that's exactly why you should make video because if you don't have time to make video then then your time is probably not leveraged effectively enough so this is something where uh, I, I say also the the video is the true four-hour work week we all love that book the four-hour work week and I spend really less than two hours a week probably in, in totality recording videos now there's some other research and things that kind of go into that um, and again that's something that's a position I'm looking for looking for to, to hire out so that I'm not so much involved in that pre and post production. But you know, as of right now, I could say, yeah, maybe four hours in total per week and uh, to get everything together and then record a couple of videos. But at the same time, it's not even really, maybe not even per week. So maybe it really is closer to two hours per week because uh, I probably record videos maybe every other week. And a lot of that depends on my travel schedule, things that are happening. And I, I have to kind of work around that. I would love to, block one day um, a month or one day a week every single time but at this you know just with traveling and opportunities especially speaking opportunities you know right now anytime I get invited to speak I, I don't say no unless we're booked somewhere else that's only happened a couple of times but but uh, you know I want to take advantage of all the opportunities that are coming our way and so you know if that's has an opportunity to travel somewhere and and you know spread the word then I'll, I'll jump on that and if that's you know if I if I block out the same time every week then that could get disrupted so the thing is is that you just have to make adjustments but ideally if you're having trouble with scheduling 
then this is something you just need to do it as far in advance as possible. You need to look at your calendar. Uh, we've talked about this in previous podcasts where your your day uh, starts the day before, right? Your week starts the week before, your month starts the month before, your quarter starts the quarter before, and your year starts the year before. So, you know, we talk about this on uh, scheduling out for the year. You know, halfway through the year, probably around June, July, August, you'll start seeing events and conferences released for the next year. Sometimes they're they're already out a whole year in advance. I've got, I've gone to conferences and they're already promoting. The conference for next year. So a lot of these places will have the venues booked out, ready to go, and you can get early bird pricing. So that's we always usually book an event from an event because we get the best pricing. It puts it on the calendar in a year and it gets blocked off. So we block out for the macro. So we try to schedule as many events as possible before the year starts. And we're working on those way ahead of time. So we look at that. That that takes care of the macro. Then we start looking at quarterly. Um, quarterly, what do we need to do on a quarterly basis and get that stuff scheduled in there? And then each month, is there something happening uh, in particular months or do we ha- are we having monthly team meetings, which we do? Uh, we try to do that on the first Friday of every month. Uh, we try to do uh, at least monthly or every other month team events, like team building events, you know, fun activities, things like that. So we got to get that on the calendar. Uh, client appreciation events every six months, you know, so on and on. Those are things that should all be scheduled out in advance. When you do that, you're going to have your calendar is going to be, you know, it should be full. It should be not full, but it should be 50% full really with all of the macro. Then, you know, uh, you start working on um, the month before you should start really kind of planning that out. And if you plan out your days that you're going to record because your month should already be mostly planned out for the macro. So if for some reason you've got a conference coming up the third week, then you just work around that. And so you have to find the times that that will work for you. And if that is the exact same time every single week, then put it on the calendar for that time every single week. If it's going to be Every other week you want to do that, then you know block that time on the calendar. If it's going to be once a month, I do know people that will block one day, uh, like the first Monday of the month or the first Friday of the month, and they will film for 12, 12 hours. Uh, that that doesn't seem very fun to me. <laughs> I know that uh, I do believe in video fatigue and uh, talking fatigue, and just just uh, as as I recorded the Audible version of the book about two weeks ago, uh, you know that after after about four hours of reading out loud, then you could you, I started to get fatigued, tired, um, started tripping over my words a little bit more. So we drug it on for another thirty minutes or so. But even the engineer was like, "Yeah, you know, it's probably time to." you know, call it quits. I was like, I I can power through it. I'll make it all the way through. But, you know, somebody else watching was saying, yep, yep, it happens. Don't worry about it. It's not a big deal. Just let it go. Come back the next day. And, and, and that's what we did. Just schedule it another time, come back, finish it up and work on uh, that. So I don't know, recording for 12 hours in a day uh, doesn't seem very appealing to me. And I think, I mean, I couldn't imagine the last six hours after you record six hours. That's, I mean, that's a lot. You've got to, you'd have to take, you know, I mean, I don't know. That'd be a lot for me. So I prefer doing them in smaller chunks. And a lot of times right now, uh, what I'm doing is I just find the, the, the openings on my calendar. Now where I want to be is this is the goal for me is you know between eight to nine every morning um, even though I know we're doing this uh, normally I do these calls on Tuesday and at 10:30 but from eight to nine every morning this is my vision of what will happen once we bring on that content curator is the position we're hiring for is that person will you know research topics and and basically outline the videos uh, I'm not going to read from a script or do a teleprompter. I like to do it more natural. But if I have the notes that I can read through and get the general idea, it 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 helps me. Uh, it triggers my memory. It tri- you know. So if it's about a certain area, 
uh, you know, certain suburb, then then I I can talk about that as if I just have a, you know a couple of notes. And especially if we're talking about stats or things like that, that's very uh, that's very easy to put down. So uh, I want to be you know uh, the person that comes in and has that has five videos for the week, but you know ideally record one in the morning because one because I can do that in one take and when I say one take I mean I just hit record and let it run if I mess up I just restart the sentence if I stumble over a word I might just backtrack I know the editors are going to take my back on everything so um, if I record for 45 minutes the the whole file well it may only be a 25 minute video there may be 20 minutes that get cut out of me looking at notes gathering thoughts um, correcting myself here or there so I know that I could probably do I can do that uh, within that time frame easily, you know, one hour. And so that's why I'm saying if you're able to do that, uh, you know, once a week, and maybe you do that for two hours, you record one video after the other, then you should be done for that week. Now you need to be several weeks in advance if you're just recording the amount of videos each week that you're publishing. So that is something else you have to consider. But what I w I would want to do is record one video each morning. Uh, five days a week. Now we're only going to publish two or three, but that starts to allow me to build up uh, quite a bit. You know, it allows me to put a, a couple in the, uh, you know, in the storage bank, right, or in the scheduling uh, queue, you could say. And what that that accounts for is that whenever I do travel, you know, the the following week, if I you know be, need to be out on a Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday, I either have the choice. I can either double up. You know, on that Monday and Tuesday or Wednesday before I go out of town, or I have enough, uh, you know, scheduled in the queue that I don't have to worry about that, and I can just continue as I go on from there. But you know, if you're not in that position right now where you're going to have somebody that's helping you out on that, then the research comes down to you, down to you. And the thing is, is that uh, what I do like about researching is that really helps you get familiar with your content. I think it makes you a lot more confident a lot more comfortable with with your video you know because you've researched it you put in the time and the effort you've read through some things you you've likely read through several articles uh, you know then that does help you I think present a better video and that's what you want to do in the beginning and it's what I've done and still do to this day is going through that it's just we're at a point right now where where I'm working through removing myself as much as possible for almost everything uh, other than content that's really the goal uh, you know you think about it it's it's uh, you know you think about an actor uh, they go to the set right I mean they got they have their script but otherwise everything's laid out it's like okay here's your lines and <laughs> this you're gonna stand over here you're going to do that you're gonna walk this way you know they have a director and they're you know they're going to have everything you know laid out for them that person shows up and gets in character although we're always in character right because we're real estate agents but uh, you know and then and then shoots their scene they're not worried about afterwards okay well once you get that edited let me look at I don't know maybe some actors do but um, you know even to the fact of reviewing videos I still review my videos just to double check and uh, just to be sure and and sometimes you know I'll catch something that the editor didn't didn't catch but if I have somebody else doing that I, I want to get to the point to where uh, that person is more than capable of reviewing that now what I will do is uh, I'll go back and review maybe certain sections just to see how I am the reason I review a lot of my videos right now is just to make sure that we don't have uh, we didn't miss anything but I'm also critiquing myself uh, you know I'm, I'm looking at okay what did I like about what I did what did I not like about what did I did what could I change next time and and how how can I improve so from there I, I've got a pretty good flow a pretty good cadence I think a lot of uh, the videos I've been putting out recently are very consistent you know and that comes with having a you know uh, consistent uh, lighting setting everything like that so so you know starting out the same way but ultimately um, you know work on work on finding what's going to fit inside your schedule and then you have to you know you have to just take the time to do this the thing is is that if you schedule every Tuesday afternoon 
Uh, Tuesday afternoons not typically that busy in the real estate world, maybe. Uh, so if it's Tuesday afternoons, just block that time. Now you have to be in a position where you're okay with if somebody reaches out and says, "Hey, I want to, you know, I want to talk on Tuesday afternoon." That's where you have to make a decision. If you're in part of your business where you're like, "Well," Uh, I already have an appointment at that time. I would never say, well, I'm filming or I'm recording videos so I can't meet with you. I would just say, hey, I've already got an appointment at that time. Could we meet an hour before, an hour after, uh, first thing in the morning or Tuesday morning instead of Tuesday afternoon? Just try to redirect them. And ideally, you know, I've never had an issue. Nobody's ever told me that they don't want to work with us because I can't meet with them at that exact time. But if, if you have an appointment with another client or you're showing homes, and somebody calls you, what what do you have to say? You have to say, well, I'm actually on another appointment, so I can't do that time. Can we do a different time? And and everybody's usually always okay with that. They understand that. Plus, I think people like to work with people that are busy. Not too busy for them, but they know that they have business to deal with versus the person that's just sitting around waiting to jump at their every every move and and is available and then desperate because this is their only client. But you want to be just be in a position where you take control of this. And once you get in that consistency and flow, uh, which also I would recommend doing video as consistently as possible in the beginning. Uh, if you do if you do video once a month, you know, as far as batch recording in the beginning, I think you're all it's gonna be very difficult to find your your rhythm and your flow as to where if you do a video a day or every other day or you do two or three or four in a row on a Saturday whatever the case may be then then it's easier to kind of get in that flow and work up that muscle memory right for me it's always easier to just go to the gym every day I mean for me Monday was always my most uh, is always like the hardest day right I think that's I mean I love Mondays I'm not the person that hates Mondays but you know, coming off the weekend, that's that's usually where people. Uh, it's harder to get out of bed. It's harder to get to the gym. It's kind of harder to get kickstarted. But you know, think about how you feel on Friday. On Friday, you've been going through the motion of getting up, going to the gym. You know, staying on diet, making your, you know, making your rounds, making your calls, talking to your people. And by Friday, you're you're like, all right, man, you're feeling energized because you're in a motion, you're in a flow. And then when you take that time off, then then usually it's a little bit harder to start. And so this was a concept that I developed in the military uh, un unknowingly. But I just thought about this because I thought uh, we used to we used to have to train for PT, what they called PT test. You know, a PT test was uh, you had to do that. It's a physical training test, which you had to test regularly in the military so that uh, they wanted to make sure you stayed in shape, right? The last thing they want to do is take you out on the battlefield and you can't run uh, or you can't you know, push up your own body weight. So it consisted of the number of push-ups you could do in two minutes, the number of sit-ups you could do in two minutes, and what you could do a two-mile run in. So for me, I started to realize because anytime we do the PT test, you know, they, people would always say, hey, take the day or two off before the PT test. You're right. You gotta you gotta rest. You want to be rest and relaxed and and ready to go for that PT test. And so that's what I, I used to do. I would you know we would work out. We'd work out very consistently. Of course, um, it was a requirement when you're on active duty to work out every single morning. And no matter and usually outside, <laughs> no matter what the temperature or weather was. I mean, we worked out in the rain. We worked out in the freezing cold. I mean, um, and Back in the day, whenever I was there, uh, early 2000s, the uh, the equipment was not like it is today. Now you have all this weather tech. Uh, they have all this weather tech gear. I mean, literally, we had uh, like sweatpants and a sweatshirt from Walmart, it seemed like. Maybe not even Walmart, but uh, you were just issued standard sweatpants and a standard sweatshirt that said Army on it. <laughs> and, and you got these leather gloves, and, and they would give you a beanie, you know. Uh, a beanie cap but that was it that's all you were allowed to wear because you had to be uniform as well you had to look like everybody else so you weren't allowed to you know modify or do other things so we'd go out there in these these uh cheap thin sweatpants and sweatshirt it'd be freezing cold in the mornings be out there at 4 30 a.m it was a good time uh but you know 
uh, PT wasn't required on weekends like Saturday and Sunday and that's what I started to realize well when we had PT test I would take a day or two off before or if it was on a Monday take that weekend off and, and I started to realize that I'm, I was always tired or it always seemed harder the, the P, I was like wait a second I can do two minutes of push-ups two minutes of sit-ups and a two-mile run no problem but when I took a couple of days off <clears throat> and then just tried to do the test on its own I just always felt like I did not as well as I should and so what I decided to do is I was like you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna work out the day before you know up to you know because I started to think about it man on Friday I always felt the best because I'd worked out for five days and I was in the motion and in the habit and in the routine so it was always easier and so I thought well I'm just gonna work up to the day of the PT test and I'm just gonna treat the PT test like a normal workout day and all of a sudden you know my my scores got better and I started to do better and I felt uh, you know more energized and, and ready and prepared for that for that PT test and so that's something I think is kind of the same with video when you're starting out if you can record um, consistently or if you try one video a day then that's going to get you in the motions, get you in the habit, get you in the routine, and uh, it's going to get in the reps a lot sooner rather than later. So uh, if, first of all, if you try to record once a month, uh, not only are you looking at that as probably a daunting task, but it's going to take you, you know, some time to get warmed up. Once you get warmed up, then you're going to have to worry about fatigue. I mean, I think that's a lot. Uh, if you do it once a week, well, that's better, I would say, because then it gets you in the routine. But if you could do something a little bit every day in the beginning as well, and again, doesn't mean you have to publish that content, but just work on that, start working on your muscle memory, then you develop that routine. And then it makes it a lot easier if you want to go to once a week or once every other week uh, and bulk two or three videos at, at once or, or three or four. Um, you know, for me, I think I've, I've never done more than maybe four videos in one day. I just feel like that, that was probably the max that I, that I wanted to do. But now, now ideally, I think I would love to just knock one out in the morning uh, and then I don't have to worry about changing clothes, you know, doing all that other stuff because I'm going to wear something different every day regardless. But um, if, I, if I'm able to do that, then I will work through that. And this is what I also highly recommend for part-time people. Uh, for part-time people, I don't think there's any better way to transition to full-time real estate other than video. Uh, if I worked a nine to five, I would not want to come home and make calls for two hours a day uh, in the evening or go out to networking events or any. I mean, I just I just would not want to do that. But if I came home Monday through Friday, nine to five, uh, hung out with the family, ate dinner, you know, did that for two to three hours, let's say three hours at the max um, by 8 p.m., you should you need to have a discussion you know with your spouse and the family and say look I have a goal to get into full-time real estate so I need to make a video per day and so by 8 p.m. you sit down and if you record that one video that's it and if you did that Monday through Friday you would have five videos a week and it doesn't mean you publish five videos a week but you have two or three you could publish now you've got two or two you know two weeks possibly of content ready to go. Well, the next week you record another five and you record another five. Well, within one month, you, you should have two, two and a half months based on your publishing schedule worth of videos in, in a one month time frame. Plus you're taking weekends off. That allows you a full Saturday and Sunday with the family, friends, uh, whatever it is you wanna do because you're making that content during the week. Are those long weekdays? Yes. But uh, the other choice is, is you record five videos on a Saturday. So if you'd rather spend your entire evenings with the family or, or doing something else, then you got to block out that time on Saturdays and record those videos. As you publish those, that's what I love about YouTube is YouTube is a slow growing, uh, a slow growth platform, right? Usually. Uh, I mean, somebody could see success very quickly, of course, but ideally uh, what happens is, is that you don't publish YouTube videos and get 50 calls the next day. 
you start to get one call and then two calls and then three calls and then guess what your weekends are free because you're recording videos during the week and you're working your job but now if somebody comes in and wants to see homes now you have your weekends completely free you don't feel bad because you're still recording videos you're staying on task you're staying on schedule and you're growing from there and so and then as you if you're doing that five days a week you're going to be a lot more comfortable on video regardless and if you're struggling right now with finding time or recording videos then that's what I would recommend you you know either you do that first thing in the morning or you do it at 8 o'clock at night uh, depending on when you feel most alert uh, so this isn't something like if you're not a morning person uh, don't force yourself to get up and try to make a video whenever you have brain fog and your judgment is cloudy and you're you're exhausted and if you're more of a night person then make that video at night it's not a big deal uh, so so work on doing that is the consistency and the muscle memory and the repetitions and those types of things that will help you get better over time but but you should be able to find time uh, every day five days a week uh, once a week in a you know three to five hour period uh, or you know again if you want to do once a month you could do that as well but I think the the you know consistency on days or at least weekly in the beginning is more ideal so you can just stay in the groove of that versus taking long breaks off because then it's I, I think it's always a little bit more uh, feels a little bit more rusty to get up there and, and, and start again so um, so I say would just you know going back to recap you have to schedule out you know all your macro your large items for your year your quarter your months your weeks and then see if there's consistency and gaps you know like if you notice oh man Tuesday afternoons are pretty open usually and you want to block out two or three hours during that time then do it uh, if you say okay well look it looks like I'm done by eight o'clock every night that's whenever I need to take my time okay cool that's when I'm gonna do it or if you say hey I'm free in the mornings my mornings are never really busy spouse takes the kids to school or whatever I, I don't mess with that I can just that would be a great time actually when they take the kids to school then I, I use that time right then to record because I know that's gonna be the most quiet in the house ever <laughs> for that time period so think about those times that when you have those windows and then you just have to block it off and you have to sit down and you have to press record and you have to you know just get moving through that so it's all really just about your planning and your process and what fits in your schedule and then making it a priority and that's really the key factors there so I'm gonna turn it over to Chrissy uh, anything you would like to add to that Chrissy and how are you today I'm doing awesome can you hear me okay yep yeah I would just say I mean overall and we just really got done with team planning meetings this last week and one of the main things that we talked about was just really systematizing a lot of what you're doing and I think that's a, that's a lot of what we emphasize in the course and in video editing is just creating a system for yourself and so I would just take some time and really think about when, just like Levi was saying, when is your ideal flow happening during the day? When's your ideal time to record during the day? And then make it a non-negotiable. If you make it a non-negotiable, like it's its own appointment and it's never something that you can miss, you need to really put yourself first in that way, just like you would with one of your real estate clients. You would never cancel on a real estate client if you knew that they were gonna be selling you, you, you were gonna be selling them a million dollar house, right? So just kind of think of it that way that you can't negotiate with with your own time because I think a lot of us do that where we're like well we try to make compromises and, and if we need to switch things around the first thing we look at is our own schedule and, and what we're kind of in control of and think oh okay well I can push that off because you know well it's just me well and I would just say as far as like creating your content that needs to be a non-negotiable with yourself and you need to put yourself first in that way treat yourself like your own client and that will really help you with your with your schedule and making sure that gets done Yep. Uh, Adela, I, I saw Adela raise her hand earlier. Can um, can you try to raise your hand again, Adela, if you still have a question? If not, you can throw it in the chat as well. And I'll check over to the chat real quick. Veronica says, good morning. Good morning, Veronica. Uh, Adela says, morning, morning. And Oh, and Veronica says, good morning, Chrissy. Um, and Veronica says, congratulations, Levi. Thank you, Veronica. Scott, uh, is the book different than the course? Uh, yes. Well, I mean, the book is 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 a will help you. I mean, it'll help you. I know somebody will make a million dollars from that book. Uh, however, 
there's there's some components that are just you know that could get lost in translation putting a a visual you know platform which is YouTube with video into written word so I did I did the best I could to really uh, you know give somebody the opportunity to to go through the book but you know if you really really want the full story in-depth tutorial with the visuals because in the course I do everything on video walk you through a hundred percent so so I would say the book is a, an amazing foundation and somebody will somebody will make a million dollars from the book mark my words on that I, I know that's for a fact but um, you know I just had somebody I spoke with yesterday they're like hey I bought the book read it loved it and I I but I, I want you know they, they bought the course because they were like I want that that visual aspect to go along with it so so yeah I mean it's it's really how you are I mean the, the book is really for those readers and writers a lot of people right now couldn't sit down to save their life if they had to read a book but they could go through a video course and have it walk them through there so we try to just cover all aspects you know to help out people in their journey some people will just read and they don't need the visuals they'll be able to visualize that in their head and you know implement a, you know a lot of stuff from there so so let's see Dave what's up David David says good morning from Virginia good to see you my man and let's see Janelle says that's great I've realized that if I don't post in the mornings then I end up not posting so I need to schedule that into my days yeah absolutely Janelle so that that is something too if you're if you're one of those people you know that's like uh, that's why I go to the gym in the morning I go to the gym in the morning because I will not do it in the afternoon likely <laughs> so um, which is why I've never done 75 hard either uh, even though it's a, a noble cause I would say I've just I'm just not interested in working out in the afternoon now I understand that's a big discipline and mindset thing and and maybe that'll that'll come into play down the road uh, just so I can join the 75 hard club but otherwise I'm not really interested in working out in the afternoon uh, if I don't do it in the morning it's not going to happen and I am a I am a morning person you know I was at this event yesterday in Fort Worth here and uh, Gene Frederick was up there talking and you know this guy in the in real estate game for a long time but he was like you know raised a, a family um, Multi, I mean several kids I don't know like four or five kids and he was like no I was I was done every day um, you know by three four o'clock and if I did have a showing he's like the kids came with me he didn't compromise he's like I picked up my kids every day at three o'clock uh, he goes but I'm a morning person so I'd get up early and he goes I'd have mainly my whole day done by 12 or one o'clock you know at least everything that I needed to do he goes because that's whenever I was most energized uh, most clear ready to go I was picking up the kids by three o'clock and he goes yeah was there a showing or two that that happened on a weekday sure he goes but he goes I was he goes I became known as the as the baby guy the baby real estate agent too because he goes I literally when I had a my his last newborn he said he'd strap that kid on his chest and uh, and go to showings and it's funny the the lady uh, another lady that spoke yesterday I mean she was absolutely amazing she did 19 transactions her first year and uh, 50 I think 52 or something her second year and she's a military spouse you know and she was like look uh, she's like I move every year and a half and and I get to this new area and I've got four kids uh, or three kids and just had a new kid and she goes and I finally decided I, I want to do something more uh, I want to get out there and work and so um, she knew they were getting transferred in six months or no within a year I believe and she's like I decided to get into real estate got and she and in Texas so Texas is a hundred and eighty hours compared to Florida is like 60 so it's different requirements for different states Texas has one of the longest uh, you know exams uh, as far as hours and and uh, she was like three kids brand new baby um, so her fourth kid military spouse so you know if if they're her husband's in the military he's out of pocket like if he's at work there's no <clears throat> there's no uh hey honey can you come home real quick and watch the kids while i go show a house nope that's not going to happen so here she was um got started and and what she started doing she got all of her business from facebook marketplace 
and just started working that really well. But but she carried her kid around. She's like, I put on that chest, uh, the little chest pack or whatever. She's like, I put my kid, <laughs> my kid in there. And uh, she's like, I'm going to showings, you know, showing people around. And it's just amazing uh, whenever you hear the success stories of people and the circumstances that they're in or that they've overcome. And it's like, man, you know, uh, if they can do that, you know, then, then, then what can we do? And a lot of us don't, are not in those situations. So we have the room, you know, to, to do that and continue to work on. So anything's possible. You just have to work through that. So, uh, that's right. Yep. Janelle says, if you want to, if you want it, you will make it away. That's right. Uh, let's see. David says, I love that because my kids go with me every day. There you go. I mean, what a great way to teach them about real estate as well. Oh, uh, Scott says, yeah, I've taken the course and loved it. Just wondering if the book will add any additional value. Well, you never know. Um, Scott, that's a good, that's a good statement as well. I would say that why not? You know, the thing is, is that sometimes you have to go through things a couple of times or maybe a a couple of different versions and something may click for you differently. So, you know, we're getting a lot of feedback of people are sitting down and it's, they're saying it's an easy read. Uh, One guy, the, this guy I met with uh, last week, Zach, who I met, I met in Vegas at an event. He is business partners with Evan Carmichael and Evan Carmichael is a Pretty big deal on YouTube. Three and a half million subscribers. Um, interviewed everybody from Tony Robbins to Oprah to, I mean, he's just, you know, he's he's a player. And so I met his business partner, uh, who who does YouTube, you know, YouTube uh, analytics and data and strategy and things like that. So he texts me the other day and he's like, Levi, he's like, your book. He goes, I, I'm reading other some a couple of other marketing books. He goes that that are actually New York Times bestsellers, and he was like. I, your book is, is so easy to read and follow and, and go through. He goes, I just, it's, it's just a really good flow. And I was like, cool. I was like, but what about the information? <laughs> you know, is that, you know, but, uh, so a lot of good feedback. So you never know. I, I think Scott, if you're, if you want to really dig in on this and learn everything you can, then, uh, just like whenever I bought, uh, eight different YouTube marketing books in the beginning, sometimes a lot of things get repetitive, but then in in one book i'm looking for really one nugget you know that's what i'm that's that's my mindset any anybody i listen to speak any video i watch any book i read um, any if i if i can pull one nugget then to me that's 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 valuable that is worth whatever the case may be because i believe in the compound effect and the compound effect means that that, that one idea that one nugget that one opportunity that i got to learn something or meet somebody will compound into something much greater down the road. So, so yeah, I mean, if I, if, if, um, you know, I mean, I've, I've gone through YouTube secrets a couple of times, uh, probably three to five times. I've at least listened to the audible. I know, uh, probably three times. So I'll pop that back in. I mean, I know people that read books, every year you know they'll read think and grow rich or uh, how to win friends and influence people or rich dad poor dad or something they kind of have a couple of books that they read every single year because just sometimes things will stand out to you um, uh, more than before Uh, i mean we get this on the course all the time right chrissy people go through the course and uh you know uh, what was it what on monday oh i did a call on monday and like three different people asked me like how how do I name my channel? And I and I literally go, man, y'all are giving me a complex. I feel like maybe I didn't explain that well enough in the course, you know, because they had they were had gone through that. But but sometimes, you know, people could go through the course and they still don't grasp. Uh, they miss things, you know. You miss things. I mean, you get one little text message. You uh, you pause. You leave. You know. You, I mean, all those types of things happen. I mean, think about when you read. A book. Sometimes you read a page and you're like, "Wait a second, uh, I don't remember a single thing I just read." <laughs> so, uh, well, let me go back. I mean, I do that a lot, which is why they say you should, you know, play music in the background if you. Or now, uh, I would recommend you listen to the book. That's what I've been doing recently: is buying the Audible and the heart and the hard copy, so I can listen to the Audible as I go through the book. Because if I don't, my subconscious really starts to wonder. Sometimes, and I'll read a chapter, or I'm not not usually a whole chapter, but I can go through a page or two sometimes and be like, "Whoop, wait a second, 
what just happened here. So, so let's see, uh, Matt, Matt, I see uh, you're on the stage, although, yes, Chrissy? And, yeah, well, one thing I just wanted to say before we moved on to is that what you're going to get in the book that's kind of different than, than the course is you're going to basically get like a very quick version of almost every training Levi's ever done. Um, that includes some storytelling, that includes you know, some of the visuals, some extra visuals. There's a lot of stuff that it's, it's in the course, but it's kind of, it's, it's drilled down in certain areas. And so I feel like, again, just kind of going back to what Levi said is like, it's, it's approaching your learning from multiple angles and the best learners and the people who retain the most are the people who approach things from different angles. It's the people who listen to the audio book, who read the book, that do the course, that attend the trainings. Those are the things that are going to make you a a lifelong learner and you're going to be able to absorb things and understand things differently. So I think it really comes down to just a different angle, but you're also going to get lots more stories and kind of get a fuller idea of who Levi is, plus like why he chose to do things the way that he did things. The course is the how, and there's a lot of how in the course, but this is a little bit more of the why behind it. And I feel like it's just a little bit more in depth and kind of gives you a bigger picture of, of what you're trying to build in the long run uh, versus just like immediately what you need to build your channel. So it's really a culmination of like every training and webinar and, and speech that he's ever given. So that's that's why I would say it's just a fuller picture and, and drilled down in different areas, if that makes sense. Yeah. The. Uh, yep. But I think I think she get both is what we're trying to say. <laughs> so. Exactly. And the audio book when it comes out. Yes. Uh, all right. Well, I'm going to jump over to Matt real quick. Matt has no description, no followers, no following. He's basically, and he's new on Clubhouse. So Matt, this is your opportunity. Normally, uh, we prefer people to have the uh, little bit of a bio in there, but are you available? Did you have a question? Do you want to say hello? If not, then we'll move on. Uh, Let me check the chat again. So Adela said she's fine. I guess you don't have a question, so that's good. Uh, Let me see. Uh, Gary, okay, Gary says, what I loved about the book is the chapters are short and I read two chapters at a time while laying in bed at night. Great info as well. Okay, thanks, Gary. Appreciate that. Uh, let's see. Sorry, Levi. Um, yep. <clears throat> this is Matt. So sorry about the not having the bio. This is first time on Clubhouse. Oh, no problem. Welcome. <clears throat> thanks so much for uh, putting this together. I really appreciate uh, you sharing all your knowledge. I'm about, I think, uh, 60% through the course. Um, I just had a question. I'm a lender and uh, I'm curious on from like a branding perspective uh i know that obviously with way the way you guys set up your you know uh name of your channel but also your google my business plus your team name and all the all of that um what do you recommend there in regards to like google uh google my business and team name and and those type of pieces as well as being a lender and kind of transitioning some of the leads to the real estate agents yeah, are you saying that you're already well established and you have a, a, a brand on in something else, or or like a different? I've just been a lender for twenty years, um, so we do have a brand. But um... is it is it your uh, your company, or do you work with a you know like a a major yeah, company? Yeah, it's it's my company. It's a mortgage brokerage. Okay, so. So the question is around branding, naming the channel. I mean, the thing is, is that if you if you've branded, what's the name of your your uh, lending company? Uh, Impact Home Lending. Okay, so Impact Home Lending. That's whenever that you've built everything around Impact Home Lending, right? Correct. Okay. So the thing is, is that YouTube is just different. YouTube, uh, nobody is likely going on YouTube and searching Impact Home Lending. So mm-hmm. so. If you name your channel something else, I don't think that that takes away from your brand. You could even, if you wanted to put your logo, you know, on your banner or, you know, I mean, people will understand that. I mean, uh, we, we just, we had nothing when we started. So it was easy for us to establish living in Dallas, Texas team. We kind of just built it all around that search term. But if you have impact lending, then, then it's okay, I think, to still brand around that. But the channel, I would still probably name the channel something that is you know, search related that relates to your city. Cause this is where a lot of lenders, I, I believe we talk about this in the course is that 
this is where lenders, I believe, make make a mistake here is that they typically talk about everything mortgage, which nothing wrong with that. It's very educational to your clients, but the people searching that information are likely under contract with somebody else already. So you're capturing people whenever they probably run into a problem or something's not clear or they want to double check their lender. And so now they're researching because nobody has ever called me and said, Hey, Levi, before we get started, could you talk to me about um, escrow or title or, you know, the mortgage process or what, you know, what's a, what is a, a FHA loan? What does that mean? You know, they always call and say, Hey, can you tell me about the area? Can you tell me about the schools? Can you tell me about the neighborhoods? You know, and so that's where lenders, if you lead with that information, you're going to capture people in the research phase versus the under contract phase. And so I would just say your channel could still be named around a search term. Uh, Google my business. That is, that's a, a different animal as well. I mean, you, you can, you can get found in search. I mean, if anybody searches living in Dallas, Texas, um, on Google right now, our, our profile, our Google business profile is probably going to pop up and it's going to take up 50% of the homepage of Google, which is very, very powerful. So again, people are not likely searching impact. Now, if you have impact as a Google business profile now, and you want to build off of that, you know, I don't think that's, that's a problem. Uh, and it just depends on if you're running ads or if you're not, it, I would say organically, the only people that ever find that page is, is probably when you send them there to refer, uh, or to leave a referral or a, or a review. So, that could be, you know, the thing is just because people are not, that's not what they're going to search. Nobody's going to say impact unless you've got this huge, you know, brand in your area, you're running TV commercials, print ads, you know, basically you're everywhere. Then people would probably likely search it. But uh, we did the things we did because we were brand new. So it depends on your, I would say, um, your current marketing strategy how well you're known. I mean, if people are searching your, your company, then you're probably fine the way it is. I'm not sure how I feel about like a second Google business profile. Um, so I would probably just stick with impact. If that, if you've already got 30, 40, 50, 60, a hundred reviews there, you could build off that and you could link that YouTube channel as the website on that Google business profile. That's the only place that we link our channel. And so, um, you know, and you could send them to that. And then you would, you would definitely want your logo or something like on your banner so that they have instant familiarity. So, so, um, I, that, does that kind of help out? That does a lot. And I, I'm thinking about maybe just <clears throat> almost having like thinking of, uh, like I'm in Denver. So, you know, living in Denver is its own brand and it's just a marketing company that you know, sends leads to agents and then obviously us as the lender. Right. <clears throat> and then they just try to build that up is what I'm thinking about. So. Okay. Yep. So I think, uh, yeah, just kind of think about that, how you want to proceed and, and, uh, go forward from there. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. And, uh, Yep, just uh, just FYI, you know, on Clubhouse, typically the uh, the sooner you can fill out your your profile and then a link your Instagram. Sometimes if you go in rooms, people won't want to won't want to bring you up because they might think you're a, a spam a spammer or something, you know. Which we've gotten uh, we've gotten hacked sometimes, not hacked, but you know, people will come on stage and start ranting about random, sure. you know. <laughs> uh, or they're a Nigerian prince, you know, and they've got uh, they've got a, a ten million dollars they need to transfer to you real quick. Um, but cool, welcome, Matt. Uh, yeah, welcome, thank Matt. you. Yeah, appreciate your time. Thanks yep. for your help. All right, David, what's up? I see you. I see you there, David. Are you with us? Do you have a question, comment, anything we can help you out with today? David, going once, going twice. All right. Well, uh, let me see. Let me check the chat real quick. Uh, let me see. Scott said, thanks, Levi. I'll buy the book after this podcast. My man, Scott. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, my biggest challenge is, is editing, but I have a call set up with you guys on the 28th. Uh, awesome. Absolutely. So yeah, happy to help you out on that. And and I think that pretty much wraps it up. Uh, I didn't see anything from Adela. I just want to make sure you're taken care of but she says she's good no questions okay gotcha 
Um, and are you able to are you able to hear me now? Oh, what's up? Yeah. Hey, sorry about that. I I didn't realize I had to hit the uh, microphone button. Oh, no problem. Yeah. No, I was just gonna uh, give you guys a shout out. I'm actually in the car right now, driving to meet my first appointment from uh, from my YouTube channel. So it's pretty exciting. Real awesome. Congratulations. Yeah, so I've got a guy that is flying in from Colorado looking at like a $650,000 property. So we're meeting in like 30 minutes. Man, that's awesome. How long have you had the channel up? Yeah. Um, Chris, you'll probably know, but I think I've probably got about 10 videos posted and probably another eight in the hopper right now. Oh, cool. Yeah, a couple of them are up to like 3,000 views, so I'm, I'm real happy with the way things are going, getting a lot of comments and things like that, and uh, maybe three phone calls so far. Man, that's awesome. And 10 videos? That's Man, that sounds like way faster than we grew. Yeah, I was surprised. There was a, like one video that was up to almost 3,000 views within like, you know, a couple weeks, so I was I don't know how it got picked up or whatever. Well, I would go back and whatever that subject was, look at it and, you know, see if you can make up uh, another video or something. Yeah, so. definitely. Well, I, I'm just following the format and I uh, really appreciate what you guys are doing. I was actually down in your neck of the woods, Stephenville, last week. Oh, really? About, about got caught in that hailstorm. So. Yeah. What, what were you doing down there? Uh, well, unfortunately, I was there for a friend's dad's funeral, which nah. wasn't terrible because I hadn't seen him in 20 years, but it was great to see some old friends, so. Why, how do you, uh, yeah, sorry to hear that. Um, yeah. So you got friends from Stephenville area? Yeah, I've got some friends in Stephenville. Actually, uh, my friend's wife is like one of the number one agents in Stephenville, hmm. and I told her about you. So you may be getting a call from her, too. She's like a million-dollar producer out there. Okay, cool. Well, you got to sell like yeah. fifty houses to hit a million dollars in Steamville. <laughs> yeah, well, she does. She does uh, a lot of big ranches. Oh that. yeah, yeah. There's definitely so not, plenty of money out there. Yeah, and she's like a eighteen-time world champion roper, and so she's got contacts with all like the big land people out there. Nice. Oh man. Yeah. That land, land, uh, land and ranch channel would kill it. Yeah, definitely. That's what I was. She's like, I don't have time to film it once a week. I was like, Well, you probably should make time, but yeah, cool. Well, that's great. Uh, great feedback, Dave. Man, happy for you. I'm I'm glad to hear that. Ten videos. There you go. Ten videos. Thousands of views. First clients already in showing. I mean, that's that's amazing. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna jump off because I'm driving on a bad road. So you're right. I'll <laughs> All right. Up anyway yeah. Here. Be careful. Well, that's good. That's a good uh, spot to end on right there. Again. Remember, passive prospecting, dominate your market without cold calling, chasing clients, or spending money on ads. The book is out now, available on Amazon. That link is in the show notes. Uh, we have a couple of other links in the show notes as well. So uh, if you're interested in anything else that we can help you out with, you know, happy to chat. And you know, find us. We do several trainings every single week. And we, uh, we've got to jump, and uh, we will see you See you next week. Thank you for joining us on today's podcast. If you're interested in partnering with us to access our YouTube course and coaching all for free, schedule a call at fivestarstrategycall.com.